Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Allured Life Podcast. Um, so this week's episode is pulled from what I just did last week, which is the Alpha Masterclass. So this is a three-day masterclass that I honestly was so proud to present to you. I was so proud. I was so excited after every single day to like look back at the recording, listen to what was said. I was so proud of just the information that was gathered through that masterclass. Um, not like, I know it sounds like I'm so proud of myself. I am proud of this. I'm proud of that. Like in an egotistical way, it was just like, I was so proud because I know so much like this work is going to make a difference. Like, I just know that if someone listens to this with enough enough intentionality or with just half of the amount of like, oh my gosh, this is like good information that I've presented. Like I know it to be, if you're just like a sliver of that, it'll make a difference for you. This is stuff that like I listen back to and I'm like, I want to integrate this information and honestly like doing master classes like this this is how I do it <laughs> it's like I learned this information I'm like this is really good information how do I like remember this and for me it's presenting a master class or doing a podcast is like so helpful for me um this is just ah uh, it is so it was so good um and one of the things that I was most proud about was day two of the masterclass. Um, so normally when I have a masterclass out there, um, that's a couple of days long, I'll do, I'll just like put day one on the podcast, um, just to be like, Hey, like dive in via the audio. If you're not used to watching it on YouTube. Um, but this time I was day two is something that I think people need to hear. People need to think about people need to contemplate. Um, and it's all about navigating fear. It's about, Day one was about living in the now of, of how do we do that? Why why is it such a hard thing to do? And kind of breaking down some barriers that we've had in the past around time, around um, feeling like we need to be farther enough, like really breaking those down. And then day two was understanding this archetype of, so the Alpha Masterclass was really embodying these three different wolf archetypes the gray wolf, the black wolf, and the white wolf. They all represented something really powerful. Um, the black wolf, day two, was about navigating fear. Is this scary ass wolf coming up to you? And you being able to recognize, like, I can put my head on this wolf's, like, head to head and know we have equal power. Know that I can handle failure. I can handle the fear. I can walk with fear. Because that's something that we don't do. We we try to avoid failure at all costs. We actually go into a plan 
And that's how, that's why we ask how, like, how do I do this? How do I do that? When we Google things around new year's or around goal setting around planning, we ask ourselves like, Hey, how do I do this? And that's, there's sometimes those are good questions. And we talked about that in the masterclass, what you'll listen to today. And a lot of the times it's about avoiding fear. It's about avoiding failure, the fear of failure. And so much of this, this was such a huge, goddamn huge learning thing for me of just how much I almost disguised my fear of failure or fear of not knowing enough with acting like I was being a good planner or acting like I was being responsible where in reality it was stalling me so much and when I could have done things so much faster and quicker and like I could have punched so much harder I was playing so much smaller than what I was capable of but in hindsight you're it's disguised it's like we don't understand how powerful we truly can be when it comes to what we can accomplish in the year because we've disguised ourselves so we we've just kind of we put ourselves in such a small container where once we can which you will be able to hopefully my intention for you is to start to untangle this mess that we've been putting ourselves in that we don't have to be in around fear around failure and once we untangle that it's so freeing it's so freeing and that's like i think that was the the feeling that i got after this alpha masterclass of of hosting it and being with this information for so long and just working through it and wondering okay what's the best way to present this to these guys it felt so free to be like it's out there and like I am I'm feeling it I feel free from it it was like a euphoric feeling almost <laughs> um so please 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 if you do anything like I just know that this master class will change somebody's life and so if that somebody is you please carve out some time in the next couple of days or in the next week or so to listen to this three-day master class it's three days it's three days. It's, I mean, each episode or each day, it's like an hour, hour and a half long, but they're, oh, they're so good. I'm not trying to be egotistical. I just feel it so much. Like I, I was like staying up late watching myself talk and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> Again, it sounds like I'm just like, like building up my head and just being an ego person. But I, I, you guys know me. I'm not that. I'm not that. I just get excited when something like means something to me. And this means something to me because I know it's going to change somebody's life out there because it changed mine. Um. All right. But again, this is out of order, but this is day two that I proudly, proudly, proudly present to you. And I hope some moment this week, and I hope it's this podcast, and I even greater hope that it's the Alpha Masterclass something this week takes your breath away. All right. Mwah. All right. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to day two of the alpha masterclass. Um, I am going to pull up my notes. Um, how did we like that new video? Did that tie in well with what we talked about the visualization yesterday with really the concept of what this masterclass is talking about? It's this alpha mindset. It's the gray wolf, what she taught you 
yesterday, which was all about how we talked about the now, that we only have the now. And we're committed to no longer needing to know how when it comes to making moves towards our dreams, our goals, our ambitions. We said like our new truth is we hold the belief that it is going to happen for you, whatever it is for you, whatever ambition, dream, desire that you have for 2024 or for your life, you're going to make happen. You have this belief that it will happen without needing to know how anymore. We don't need to know how anymore. We're in the now. We're just, all we have is the now. All we have is the now. All we have is the now. So instead of asking, like, what do I do? How, what do I do? How do I do this? It's, so what am I going to do about this now? Living in the now. That's what we promised ourselves. And we also talked about connecting to our life right now. Rather than always kind of looking at the future, looking at the future as in just like, okay, today's somewhat good. It's, it's eh. And this is what the gray wolf reminded you of, of looking back and saying, okay, what, what right now in your life is meh that if you just gave it a little bit more intentionality, gave it a little bit more focus, gave it a little bit more attention, it would change your life. And that's really what we talked about is just kind of grabbing more gratitude in the now so that instead of just feeling like we're always like a little bit of the future, the future vision of who we want to be, that's what we're striving for. And that's when I'm going to be happy. We're always playing this just little bit catch up game. We're always an inch away or a millimeter away. And this is why we talked about kind of really how and thinking of time as either going fast or going too slow. It's like, I'm, I feel like I should be there faster than this. I, should, I feel like I should be seeing more results in my life. I feel like I, I, I should just, or again, if it comes to kind of like a smaller amount of time, like there's so much that I can, can't do. I don't, there's possibly no amount of time that I could possibly ever get it done. And that's how we're causing some rigidness in this journey. We're causing some resistance in this journey. We're causing some like, uh, 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 uh. instead of just, can we start to learn to walk in the now and just walk? What do I do about it now? Walk. What do I do about it now? Walk. What do I do about it now? Walk. Instead of being in the now, oh, it's taking too long. Okay. Uh, and that's what we're thinking about in the now. And that, that, that moment of walking is instead focused on the frustration, focused on the anger with yourself, the disappointment, the guilt. And that's where, again, this, this gray wolf really just focuses in on like, we have the now right now. And so when we focus on just getting a little bit better today, yet we don't make a better today. Instead, again, we're going to be in the future. This causes a separation between now and where you'd like to be. That's where that one inch is coming in, that millimeter. It always just feels like it's it's just a little bit away from us, just a little bit away. Or it's fun to kind of sit there and say, okay, oh my, like dream about it, dream about it. And then when you stop dreaming, you're like, how do I get there? But how? And this is where it's, Instead of just kind of having that little space in between where you are now to where you want to go, we want to collapse that space by being so intentional with the now. It's like we're we're envisioning this future of the greatness that's going to come, right? 
we always get excited. I always get excited in, in the beginning of the year of looking at like, oh my gosh, this future version of me, the life that we're going to have, the dreams, the desire, like the ambitions that I'm going to step into. It's fun. It feels good. It feels like I'm daydreaming. And then I get frustrated with the today of my life. Or it's just like, meh. It's just not there yet. There's a space in between the where I am now and the future version that I'm looking for. And that space causes, there's resistance in that space. We don't want that space anymore. We want to collapse time around that. And this is how we get to our goals faster. This is how we collapse time around success is when we can like literally just kind of reframe almost manipulate time where we can collapse it of where we're striving to go to collapse it. And the way to collapse that is the emotions and the feelings that we feel in the future. It's bringing them into today and just shifting our focus. This is the 1% shift in our view, shift in our perspective that today is good just as tomorrow or wherever this future is also good as well too. But we don't do that. Because right now in our life, it's not grand. It's not, we're not living in the dream of what we want. And this is where it's like, like we've always heard, find the gratitude in today. That's how you become powerful. But this is just like, I want, I hope it's coming through of just kind of the, the power that you can have of just kind of collapsing that you're bringing, not even just bringing in the who you want to be from the future into today. It's like, I'm going to make today the now that I have. I only have the now. I only have the now. I'm going to make today beautiful, magical, the life that I love, even in hard times. And we'll talk about that today. But bring it in as best as you can. And that collapses that time frame that we feel like in between where we are currently and where we want to go. So... Our standard of walking in 2024 is, again, this belief that our dreams, our goals, our ambitions will happen without a shadow of a doubt. We're like, you know what? If I'm going to put money on something, I'm putting money on myself because that's the one thing that I know I can count on, putting money on myself. My goals, my dreams, my ambitions, they will happen. And finding gratitude and aliveness in the magic that is now. That's our walk. So my mentor, Melanie Ann Lair, always talks about it's one foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. That's the walk. One foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. That's how we get to our dreams. And then if there's a bump in the road, instead of worrying about it before it happens, like we do so much, and we'll talk about so much today, we take it as it comes and we ask ourselves, what do I want to do about it now? That's the standard we're, hold, we're holding. One foot in gratitude, one foot in, in desire, one foot in just loving our life now. That's the new standard. This is an easy work. This is stuff that like our habits don't back us up in doing this. It's so, because again, our what we like to look for, things to fix or things where we're lacking. It's just like, that's how our brain is conditioned to work and so much. And this is a hard thing to recondition. We actually just have control of 5% of our brain to do this work, by the way, and 95% of it is habits, unconscious beliefs, 
unconscious way of doing things. So if you start to do this and you're like, this is hard, I know it's hard because we're using that 5% brain to recondition the 95%. But the more that we use our 5%, the more that you just kind of focus on these simple tactics of, of just starting off with what the gray wolf taught us, the now, be in the now, find gratitude in the now, or look at an area of your life that you just feel a little dissatisfied with, a little meh, that you know you could just with just intentionality, make magical. That's the one that's 5%, 5%, 5%. And imagine where your life will look like if you keep saying that's the 5%. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on that. Also maintaining, focusing on remembering my dreams, remembering my desires, not allowing myself to let those dreams and desires go in the wind to forget about them. Imagine what that's going to look like if you train yourself 5% brain, let's focus on making magic today and bringing in the success. Like I know that's going to, I know it's going to happen for me. 5% brain and you recondition the 95%, recondition the 95%. This is where you're not going to understand where you're going to be going and how long it's going to get there and when you're going to get there until in hindsight. Someday you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh. I don't know how it shifted in my brain, but now the 95% of me, it's a natural thing for me to find gratitude, for me to find magic, for me to look at my life and, and be so much in the now that I ask myself, what do I want to do about it now? Yet, one of the biggest things, and we'll, we're, I'm wearing black today, I've dimmed the lights. I actually wanted to do this call let me make sure. Okay. We're recording. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to do this call outside tonight. Um, it's 10 degrees. I feel like I could have done it. Um, but Ryan was like, are you crazy? Like you are going to just like your extremities are just going to like, everything's going to suck in. You're going to be sitting there shivering. And part of me was like, I went on a walk with Cabby and just and I was like, I don't want to be sniffling the whole time either. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in myself, to be honest. Because a lot of the stuff that was going through my brain of why I shouldn't do this was fear. Fear of, oh, I'm going to be so cold, I can't talk. Uh, fear, what if I'm out there and I lose reception or reception to my computer? What if I don't have a good setup? What if I get so cold? <laughs> What if I have a snot bubble <laughs> as I'm talking to people? Fear. And this is just, we overthink so much when it comes to living into our dreams. I had a gut feeling that I was like, you know what? How epic this would be if I was outside in the cold talking about fear, talking about courage, talking about the water is cold whenever we, when we're jumping in on it, on our dreams. So going for your dreams, this is where, let me, okay. I want to stop right here and talk about how, when, so my brain that was going through the, the, the fear of, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? All of it was backed up with the, how do I avoid making myself look like an idiot? How do I avoid not losing cell reception um, or computer reception. How do I avoid how, how, how? I was asking the how questions. 
And this is where I want to talk about how when we are jumping in on our dreams, on our goals, when we say I'm all in, I'm doing this, the water's cold. So I always, well, so up, I, my family has a cabin in up North Wisconsin. And, uh, I think it was last year or the, a couple years back, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law would, we, we have a steam shower up there. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, we have a steam shower and we do these steam showers, um, in December and my brother-in-law, my sister would always go outside after these steam showers. And I thought they were the craziest people ever, which they call, they are. <laughs> they do like weird stuff. <laughs> they do like competitions where they had to like run a um, hundred, I think it was a hundred miles together. And they had a competition. I think this is a true story. And my sister would see my, uh, they were long distance at the time. This is just showcasing how crazy they are. Um, <laughs> they, my sister would see that, oh, Zach ran more than me. So she would get out of bed at 10 PM at night and start running. And then Zach would do the same thing at two in the morning and start running. So they are crazy. So when they were doing this whole steam shower and they would put the steam shower hot, like I'm talking hot, 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 118, 120 at one point, and they would go and sit outside. And the first couple of times, I think the first year they did this a year before I ever did it, which I did it. But I was like, before I did this, before I stepped outside, I'm like, that's crazy. I could never do that. You guys are, you guys are crazy. It's cold out there. It's cold. And then this year we spent Christmas up at our cabin. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Cause they were telling me, they're like, Oh no, it feels so good. It feels so good on your skin. You just go out there and like, it barely feels cold. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I can like see the steam, like coming off of you <laughs> and you come in and you have icicles where your sweat was like, that's cold. But this year, Ryan and I were like, oh, we got like, let's, let's just do it. Let's do it. And so we did it. And it was the most invigorating thing I've ever done. It's my favorite thing to do when it's cold up North, when there's snow out and you're seeing the, and it's dark and you see the snow kind of in the wind go and you just see these glimmers from the lights coming from the house. And you're just in this steam room that was so hot, so hot. You're like, oh, I, I don't know how long, how much longer that my heart rate could go. But you move through that and then you go outside and it feels so good. I was scared of it. I had a fear of being too cold. And then once I did it, I loved it. And Ryan loved it. And so this year we were, once it started to get a little bit colder up north, or we, we did that through the winter months, we did it to, through spring. And then when it came May, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I love the cold. I'm going to jump in the water in May. It's cold up there in May, this water. It's cold. And the dock, it was really, really low. So I had to wade in. <sighs> And if anybody knows jumping into cold water, wading in, stepping in, that's the worst way to do it. Because <laughs> the whole time you're like, oh, so I just, there's a video that I posted 
because I wanted to remember this moment of I jump into cold water. And I think I just, I went as fast as I could. I was like, all right, go, 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 go jump in. Okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Jumped in again. I remember a cabbie came out and swam with me and I jumped in again. I was like, oh, this is cold. Got to get out. But after that, then once fall came around, Ryan and I started doing where we would do the steam showers and then we would jump in the cold water because we're like, it's not cold enough outside. And we'd have, we did it one time in October and it's, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, the water's going to be cold. You know, the water's going to be cold and you jump in. And that's what I want to tell you right now. You have an ambition, you have a dream, you have a desire, you have something that you want in your life, something that's different where you're currently at. The water's cold. When you're starting this journey, when you jump in, there's going to be fear that's going to pop up. The water is cold. I'm in it right now. I've gone. I've jumped. You don't need to sit there and dip your toe in the water to know that it's cold. It's cold. And that's the one thing that we try to avoid anytime that we start a new, whatever this is for you. I keep saying dream, intention, ideation of where your life wants to go, ambition. It's cold. There's an association. There is a hundred percent guarantee you will fail at some point in this journey. And this is what causes some more resistance for us is this fear of failure. We're conditioned not to want to fail. <laughs> We're conditioned actually to avoid failure. Therefore, we play small, careful, we take our time, we overthink, and we still fail. And this like this is right here, going for your dreams while also holding on to avoiding failure causes resistance. It causes friction. Instead of just being in this effortless, like, okay, I, I have this belief that I know that I'm going to get there. In the back of my mind, it's like, but how do you know that? How is the question that is being told to us, right? How do you know without like, like how, how, how do you know that this is going to work for you? You've seen other people do it, but you've also seen some other people fail at it too. How do you know it's going to work for you? The how question, how do you know it's going to work for you? That's you just wanting to figure out how to avoid failure. And this is something that is so natural for us. And it's actually like our brain is supposed to think like that. Our brain is supposed to have this like danger, doomsday, trying to find things that are going to come up into our world. It was a protective measure back in the day when we were hanging out with saber-toothed tigers, it was a protection measure for us to always think of, okay, what's going to kill me? What's going to kill me? What's going to kill me? What's going to make me fail at life? But now the circumstances that we currently have, they're not life changing, right? But it is, it's that same association, this fear, this fear of something, this fear of failure. It's almost like, like, we're not afraid of like the worst case scenario usually isn't that we're going to die. It's usually that like the bullet is going to like hit our hair. <laughs> that's our fear. A lot of this stuff that's keeping us stuck. That's keeping resistance. 
It's this fear of stepping outside and having a snot bubble come up that's stopping me from doing something that I felt like would be a really powerful thing for you guys to encompass stepping into the cold. The water's cold. And so I wrote down this thing, and so I'm going to read it to you, of why, how you can see how wanting to always avoid failure causes resistance, causes friction, causes us to be like, instead of just walking, 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 there's like, uh, 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 oh, what, what about there? What about over there? So avoiding fear, it causes a perpetual cycle of feeling not good enough because you're going to want things, but you aren't going to allow yourself to want them properly because you're afraid and you're not going to allow yourself to feel the pain. So you're not going to learn, but then you're going not you're going to be not happy with what you have. So you're going to push yourself. Then as soon as it starts to hurt, you're going to quit. So it's not going to work. Then you feel guilty and shame for something you didn't even go all in for. Then you pretend that you don't even want it that way, like that bad anyways. How many of us have gone through somewhat of a cycle like this? We say we want something, but we we don't allow ourselves to like 100% know like I want this so bad and I'm going to have it. We're like, no, like, let's, let's kind of protect ourselves a little bit. Let's protect ourselves. And, and the way that we protect ourselves is just, okay, how do I, how do I avoid this failure of like not getting it? Okay. Let's, let's like, think about that. We're just going to protect ourselves. Like, so we don't have this huge disappointment on our head, on our shoulders. So we don't allow ourselves to want what we want in the full capacity that we're able to have. And we're like, okay, I don't want us to feel any pain of us like going for this and just having any pain of not reaching for it or trying something out and failing at it or getting embarrassed or doing a Facebook live and nobody shows up. Like that's embarrassing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) True story. I actually, maybe a year and a half or so ago, I led a masterclass called Reactive um, and I had it in a Facebook just a Facebook group. I was like, I'm going to get people into this Facebook group. One person enrolled and I started the Facebook live masterclass for that day. And I got scared. So I'm like, this is embarrassing to, for one person to say, oh, I'm the only one that joined. And I remember even also like shutting it down maybe two minutes into the Facebook live. And then coming back on to my Facebook live, my personal page and be like, I don't know. We are having some technical difficulties. Um, I don't know why it's not happening to the Facebook live, but everybody that was in the Facebook live group, there was one person come on over here and we'll have it over here. It's embarrassing, but this fear of embarrassment, this fear of being judged by one person, it causes resistance. It causes us to change the way that we're doing things. It causes us to feel a level of what if this doesn't work for me? How do I make sure that it does work for me? So failure, we have to talk about failure. We got to be strong and courageous when we talk about failure and not in a way that I don't want to talk about this in the way that like a lot of people talk about it. I feel like so many people cheapen the conversation around failure. And that's where, like, I don't even like talking about failure. I don't even like talking about, like, oh, it's inevitable that I'm going to fail. And so I'm hoping that this conversation is a little bit of a reframe around it. Um, I don't like it. I don't think anybody likes to talk about, oh, yeah, failure is inevitable. 
And we hear things like, failure is your teacher. Failure is part of success. You fail, 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 like so many times. And that's what leads to your success. Like, there's so many random, I, I tried to find a whole bunch of random quotes out there, but I couldn't find the ones that were like cringe, cringe, cringe. Um, I should definitely write them down. But there, I have one memory, and this was actually pretty recent, where I was um, in this past September. Um, I was at a conference for coaches um, held by Brennan Burchard. And one of the, like we were, we were doing a whole bunch of, I learned so, so much. And in the process of learning, we got together in a group of five people. Um, every time there was a couple of times that you had to do this and you had to find different people to reach one of those. And one of the biggest, biggest less, not lessons, but the biggest rules was like, don't coach people who don't want to be coached. You're a room full of people. You have like some people that are like, I want to preach to you. Versus like, let's just be open to conversation, hear people, actually listen to people. This again is another place where the person development area and the coaching sphere gets a real bad rep because you do, there's a cost of admission is real low. So that means a ton of people are coming in that aren't as qualified as I would say you should be qualified in. And so you do get people that just kind of take quotes and say them. And there was one experience that I had of um, a woman that was talking to us about one of her biggest fears is that this isn't going to work, her, her commitment to being a coach. And she was like, this has to work. Like, this has to work. I put so much into it. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my house and I have, I have a little girl that I need to support. And then one person, oh, I just wanted to like punch her in her face. She started spitting off the failure is your teacher. Failure is part of success. And that's not what that woman needed to hear at that moment to say, Hey, Oh, your biggest fear, your biggest fear of failure, of losing the house, that's like the biggest thing that your your brain has come up with of like, how, how do I make sure that this works? Like, because if I don't make sure that this works, if I, if I don't know the answer of how do I make sure that this works, this fear of I'm going to lose the house is like, it feels real. It feels like it's coming in. And the answer is, you're going to fail. Failure is your teacher. Failure brings success. We don't want to hear that. She doesn't want to hear that. That's terrifying to hear. So that's where these conversations about like starting something new or having a dream, having an ambition. And for us to say failure is part of the equation. It does not feel good. And our body's like, no, 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 no. Reject, reject, reject. Get that crap out of here. Mm-mm. And we replace it with the, how do I avoid that fear, please? How do I avoid failure? <laughs> so if you're doing this kind of stuff, it's, it's, it's okay. It's like us just, we're trying to protect ourselves again. All this stuff coming up, these doomsday scenarios, it's we're trying to protect ourselves. Think of the worst case scenario. And we're overthinking the worst case scenario just as a protection field. So it has a positive intention. 
And this is where I truly do believe everything that every emotion that we feel, even the bad ones, it has a positive intention. These bad feeling thoughts that we're thinking this and overthinking, it has a positive intention of, I'm trying to protect you, Katie. Listen to me. We don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be a failure. We don't want to let your mother and your father down. Or as that woman probably heard, like, we cannot let our daughter down. Like, it was a hard fear, a big fear. We have a lot of fear out there. We have a lot of failure out there too, as well. Yet, the one thing I do want you to start to see a little bit more is how this fear, this avoidance of fear, this this habit of avoiding fear anytime that we start a new like walk new journey, anytime we're reaching for something new, this avoidance of fear, it's causing resistance. It's like this, you have this intention to jump in the water. You're like, I see my crazy sister and my in-law doing it. I want to do it too. They say like, it feels so good. Or they like, they say like this, this gives you life or this gives you what Andrew Humerman will tell you is like the best thing ever for your health. I don't know. When we jump, when we're going for our dreams, the water's cold. So it's like we have this intention to jump in the cold water, but avoiding fear is either dipping your toe in to be like, I'm just going to check to see if the water's cold. Yep, it's cold. And then it caught, you're like, how much quicker are you? Once you actually realize how cold it is, how quicker are you to jump in? Or worse, it's like starting from the shallows and wading your way into the water. This whole mindset of avoiding failure. It's like, okay, I'm going to step one toe in. Okay. Oh, that's really, really cold. Okay. How do I get the other one in? Like without feeling kind of colder. Okay. I'm going to just like, just like, let's try to move this foot over here. Okay. Oh, it's still cold. It's still cold. It's still cold. Um, okay. So now I'm just going to like, oh, oh my gosh. But when I move my feet, I move the water. And now it's like, comes up like, ah, That takes forever to get in the water. And with so much of it too, when you're doing it like that, there's a lot of times that your brain can be like, get out, get out, get out. This is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. We don't like this. We don't like this. It's not as good as we thought it was going to be. This is cold, cold, cold. And you're running out the other way. I give my mom a hard time whenever she gets into the water, even if it's in like the middle of July where it's like as hot as could be, she still goes either in like that or she'll go down the ladder. Just like, (gasps) that's the whole time she's doing it. (gasps) Versus I'm like, jump in. Cause once you jump in, it's not that bad. Or you're like, you do realize the water's cold, but then you start to realize I can still swim in the cold water. And this is where, again, when we are, we spend so much of our life just avoiding pain. We're unwilling to experience pain. We actually are pretty weak in the face of pain. So we're not having the hard and comfortable conversations. We don't want to give up the things that we have, the things that are comforts or our privileges or, or current things. We're like, oh, but I just love that to do that. Ice cream. <laughs> 
We don't want to say things that may get us in trouble. We don't want to be wronged or judged. And yet at the same time, we have this dissatisfaction with ourselves. Like it's just, it's something's just a little bit off. So we're trying to chase our dreams to be comfortable with ourselves. So we're trying to avoid discomfort by taking any leap and doing the uncomfortable things. Yet right now, just by avoiding that discomfort or avoiding, we want comfort. There's a little version of us that's just a little bit dissatisfied, a little bit wanting more. There's a little bit of that millimeter or that inch away. And we're just like, well, if I just reach for that, then I'll be comfortable in myself. Like we're, tra- we're tracing these dreams to be comfortable within ourselves. We're chasing the money so that we're comfortable in our life. We're chasing the ideal body and the ideal exercise routine and the ideal diet so that we are comfortable in our own body. Like any, we're uncomfortable with any feeling of lack in ourselves and are chasing the dreams that we're talking about, these New Year's resolutions that we, we so want right now at this time of the year to feel comfortable, to feel good, to feel whole, yet we will never feel that. Because again, our walk right now is now is uncomfortable chasing comfort. Now is uncomfortable chasing it. Now is uncomfortable chasing it. It's always going to be just a millimeter away. It's always, as long as we like don't condition ourselves to be okay with the discomfort or the only place, the only realm that's like an energetic match actually for discomfort or for comfort. I apologize. Um, I misspoke. The only area in our life that we can absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, find comfort is in gratitude. It's in finding the now and finding the the gratefulness, the comfort in our life now. We can't chase it because as long as we're chasing it, we're always in the now of the lack, now and the lack, now and the lack, now and the lack, now and the lack. And if we don't start to condition our brain to be like in the now is comfort, in the now is gratitude, in the now is magic... We're always just going to be a millimeter away. Even maybe even when we get that thing, there'll be another thing. There will always be another thing unless you start to learn because that, that thing that you want comfort in will some, at some point be in the now. But if you don't learn in the now to be comfortable in the now with what you currently have, that thing will be something that you currently have at some point. And if you don't learn to be comfortable in the now with the current things that you currently have, that thing that you're chasing that will eventually be in the now at some point will just be another thing that you're like, well, now I have another thing to search for. Because think of all the things that are in your life currently. Do you five years back want them at some point? You're like, oh, just one day when I have a house, one day when I have a car, or one day when I, when I get out of school and I have my first job, have a paycheck coming in. Yet now, maybe the paycheck's not enough. Now, maybe the house isn't as big as you wanted it to be. Or there's things that you need to be fixing. Do you see what I'm, I'm saying here? If, if we don't start to learn right now, finding the comfort in now, in the gratitude. So what we talked about all yesterday will constantly be chasing it. It's constantly going to be a millimeter away or an inch away. And at the same time too, because we're also, what I want for you, you can take, you can 100%, 1,000%, just live in a life of gratitude. 
be like anything that's in my life, I am grateful for. And we don't have to, you don't have to take on wanting more, striving for more, this intention, this ambition for more. You don't, you don't have to do that. Totally don't have to. Yeah, I know a lot of us want that. And it's in the striving for more, doing more, grabbing onto what life is of more. Because that is a, because we're striving for something more, the water is going to be cold. It's cold. We have to start getting comfortable with the discomfort, with taking action, not knowing like, yeah, she, my coach told me that this is the right way to do it, but how do I know this is the right, we have to be, we have to be comfortable with discomfort with the not knowing with the lack and with the pain that might come from not having it as fast as you want to not experiencing success having a failure having something that's going to happen in your life that makes you feel embarrassed that makes you feel uncomfortable that makes you feel disappointed in yourself we have to start to train ourselves to be okay with that Again, it's, it comes back to the lesson of it's in the now. It's how do you feel now? That's all that we have. Yet again, we are ahead of ourselves. We're overthinking. We're thinking of some version of us in the future that may or may not experience some kind of failure, some kind of pain. And then we're using our now to think of the worst case scenario, asking how do I avoid that scenario? But asking the how question to ourselves where we don't know the answer. It's again, knowing it, this is the walk. This is the walk you're doing instead of just jumping into the water, which is effort. It happens. You're just like, okay, I know the water's cold. Jump, walk effortless. It's, it's a flow. You're in the water. You're, you're making moves in the water. You're swimming in the water. Instead of just taking action, you're coming. I'm walking in the water. Oh, it's cold. Oh, oh my gosh. Do I? Okay. I'm just going to move another leg. Oh, okay. How, uh, how do I? Okay. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Okay. Next, next, next one. There's resistance. There's rigidity. I think that's a word. You're rigid. <laughs> this is how we pull the plug so much on our dreams, our ambitions of what we want the year to look like. We pull the plug on it. You know how to swim in the cold water. You know. However, Many times you're going to have to be jumping into the cold water, by the way, because once you conquer one thing, you're like, okay, all right. I did a, uh, Instagram live. Okay. So now, now, oh shoot. Okay. That was a five minute one. Okay. Let's see if I can do an hour long one. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Jump in, jump. There's going to be multiple times you're going to have to jump in, but I know that you know how to swim in the cold water because your ability to know how to swim your power, your strength in walking this walk that comes from dreaming, that comes from wanting this, that comes with the walk of success, your power and that strength of keeping the walk going, it comes from contemplation and introspection. It comes from being so much in the now, knowing where you're going. Again, remember the belief that I know that I will get there. I know that this is going to happen for me. And it's coming from the contemplation and the introspection of this is where I'm at. Okay. What do I want to do about this now? 
And when the pain does arise, it's not about overthinking about the pain. It's not, it's not trying to avoid the pain. It's, you know what, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. And when the pain does hit at some point, if it does, at some point it will hit though. When the pain does arise, the now feels painful. Okay, so the now feels painful. You're hurting, you're embarrassed, or you're disappointed. And it's in that moment that you utilize your skills of contemplation and introspection to ask yourself, okay, what do I want to do about this now? It's not in the using of your now to be like, okay, let me think of every every scenario that possibly could happen and say, okay, how what how am I going to approach that scenario? How am I going to do this one? What if this happens? Okay, how what, what let me just we sit there and we're just sitting, we're using the now to contemplate, to not, not contemplate, to overthink, to avoid failure versus using the now to actually take action. And then using the now to experience the pain of what that action may or may not have caused. Let's say to experience the emotion that that action may or may not cause, and then take action again. What do I want to do this about this now? So let me see if this story a little bit land. So in, um, what year was it? 2014. I was a junior in high school. Uh, <laughs> whatever year that was, <laughs> it was not 2014. It was, I graduated in 2012. So 2010, 2010, I think 2010, 2011, around there. I tore my ACL. Um, I was playing soccer, um, down in, I think we we're in St. Louis. So and I tore my ACL. I was playing and just kind of no contact whatsoever. I pivoted in a weird way. It was on turf and I heard a snap. And then my leg, this is my knee, went. I heard that snap and I knew something was bad. I tore my ACL and it took about nine months to recover from that. And after the recovery, after I was cleared to play back at sports, um, back at sports, once I was cleared to play sports again, <laughs> I went back into soccer. I had a brace on my leg. I had a brace just to kind of protect it from re-tearing itself. And I remember going and going to practice. And I remember just kind of being so aware of my leg because there was something around it and with that I ran a little 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 slower than I usually did I ran just a little bit slower I tackled just a little bit with less vigor I went in for the ball with just a little little bit of hesitation and this is where when we're trying to avoid the fear this is what we do we just go a little bit less we play a little bit smaller and instead, we can learn to pivot. And so one of the things that I did, I was talking to my basketball coach, actually, and she also tore her ACL. And I was just kind of telling her, I'm like, yeah, I just, I feel like once I have this brace on, I'm just like, I'm just thinking of, of how my, my knee is weak. And I'm, I'm thinking of like, I don't want to tear it again. I have this fear of tearing it again. Um, Cause honestly, actually in, uh, I think there's a stat out there and I should ask my cousin Chaley because she is knows everything about ACLs um, that the majority of the time when you tear your ACL, you actually will tear your other ACL because you're overcompensating. 
with your other leg because you're trying to avoid tearing the ACL again. The current one, the one that has the brace, the one that you were injured already, you're trying to avoid that failure again. You're trying to avoid that pain again. And through that, a lot of the times we overcompensate. We go and put more pressure on the other leg. We kind of dig in the ground where we do used to dig in both feet. We put more weight in the other leg. We were trying to avoid tearing that ACL again, the one that was injured. And in doing so, we tear the other one. And so I was talking to my basketball coach and I was kind of just telling her how one, I had that fear. And two, I was like, I just, I have this brace on me. And I just, I feel like it just makes me focus again on this, my knee that I'm, I'm incapable that I'm injured still, even though like I'm, I'm cleared to play, even though that I'm supposed to be good, I'm supposed to be 100%. And she told me, she's like, you know what? <laughs> She might've been trying to convince me to play basketball, but she was like, you know what, what, one of the best things to do when you have an ACL, when you have some kind of injury is you got to get back into something that's not the same way that you tore it before. You got you to play another sport that's going to still make you run hard, run fast, still have contact, still go all in, still be in it. Yet it's not the exact same thing. It's a little bit of a, pivot for you. And so that's what I did. <laughs> Again, that might've just been her being like, you need to play basketball. I'm the basketball coach. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I did. I pivot at a new sport. And with that came a little bit more courage because I was doing, I was still, I ran faster because there wasn't this fear of, Oh, last time that I ran on a grass or on uh, turf, I tore my ACL. I was like, okay, I can still run. And then I do more contact. And it's like, I can still do contact. And it's about building my confidence. And that's what we do. And that's how we can approach fear, holding the fear. What do I want to do about it now? It's instead of just kind of sitting there saying, okay, I want to avoid this fear. It's no, okay, I, I know the pain. The pain is here. What do I want to do about it now? It's about pivoting. It's about finding your next sport. It's about just kind of making that one little shift of, okay, I can handle this pain. This is what I'm going to do about it now. And by taking that, that action from this place of still having the pain with you, my knee still hurt. <laughs> I still had the fear of tearing it, but by taking the different approach, going and saying, what do I want to do this about this now? It's okay. Let's do basketball. I found courage in taking that action. I found courage in running a little bit harder of ta not tackling. You don't tackle in basketball. <laughs> Maybe I'd tackle my sister if she was on the court. Um, but of being physical, having contact, finding courage, building the confidence, taking courage, building the confidence. That's what the pivot is about. And that's what kind of we need to start to do is not, it's not about avoiding failure anymore. It's not about avoiding the fear. It's not about avoiding the pain. It's instead of walking directed by fear, it's walking with fear, but knowing that, what do I, what am I going to do about it now? What am I going to do about it now? It's, we need to show up every single day and each day, what do I want to do about this now? 
it's those little pivots, little pivots. What do I want to do about this now? Pivot. What do I want to do about this now? Pivot. What do I want to do about this now? Pivot. The fear is not gone. It's there. The water's cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold. And this is where it's, I, I started the conversation yesterday of just like, these aren't going to be huge changes in you. You don't have to change. You need to grow. You don't need to be better. You need to go deeper inside yourself. You already, you got this. You already have the courage, but you're just not letting yourself touch it because you're trying to avoid any situation that's going to make you have to showcase your courage because you're trying to avoid failure so much. And this is where I just want you to start thinking about like, have you ever let yourself just sit with the pain for a little bit versus avoiding it? Like, what does it look like to do something and then just sit with that pain for a little bit? Who do you become when you allow yourself to sit in the cold water for a bit without jumping out? I know who I became when I started doing this, and I'm really damn proud of it, of physically actually jumping in the cold water at our cabin. But I also know who I've become as I've allowed myself to just sit with the pain of the fear Sit with the embarrassment. <laughs> Sit with the disappointment. Sit with the judgment. And this is where it's it's like a lot of us, I feel like the conversation around failure, our nervous systems get real jacked up a little bit. But this is where it's it's so when I was in grad school, I remember reading. Um, or it was a lecture, I think actually, where they said like exercising helps our body handle stress better. It's because we're giving it instances where we're actually just saying, okay, this is, we're going to add stress into your life. We're going to add stress by actually physically doing, pardon me, something stressful. We're going to run, we're going to lift, we're going to do something that's going to stress out your muscles, stress out your body, stress out your nervous system, stress out your heart. And in doing that, there's studies that have showed that you are like, individuals that train themselves to have these micro instances of stress, they're able to handle stress better. Their nervous system can handle stress when they're coming at us. And this is what we're kind of wanting to do. It's, it's, it's not, here's the, here's the two different scenarios is right now, what I'm asking for you to do is just sit in the pain when it comes. And by doing that, we're hopefully balancing our nervous system because we're going to showcase and train ourselves to be like, we're going to be okay when the pain comes, when it does come, when failure does hit, when embarrassment does hit, where judgment comes hit. Yet right now we're allowing our brain to be all over pain. We're thinking all over, just overthinking. We're thinking about the pain. We're thinking about the pain in this scenario. Thinking about the pain in that scenario. We're thinking about the fear of what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this happens over there happens. And this is where we are chronically stressed out. We're burnt out. We're exhausted. We're thinking because we're like, our brain is thinking like, oh, nope, you're doing yourself a favor. We're actually being really, really smart right now. Um, because we're going to just think about all the things that could possibly happen. And then you're going to overthink everything right now so that when it does happen, you'll be prepared. <laughs> but what that actually just does is you're adding into stress and stress and stress and pain and stress. And your nervous system is completely out of whack right now. 
you're experiencing the emotions of what those fears are going to bring up without actually experiencing a real life event that's eliciting those emotions. And this is the archetype of the black wolf. She brought you things in your life that you feared so that you could show up and show that you can conquer them. This wolf, she gave you strength and she looks out for you anytime that you say, I don't think I could handle that. Like, I don't think I could ever handle that if that happens. She's the one that's charging. I'm going to show you that you are capable of anything. Because she does this out of love. Like, we don't want to live a half-life where we're just sitting there, not taking action, not jumping in, not seeing what it's like to swim in the cold water because you fear that you can't handle it. The black wolf reminds you that you can handle anything. That comes for you. She's strength. She's power. She's, we've got this now. We don't have to sit there and overthink and try to avoid failure anymore. We've adopted the new standard. I believe that I, like this will happen for me. I don't need to know how anymore. I don't need to know how because in the, in the asking of the how is rooted this avoidance, wanting to avoid failure. All I'm doing now is now. And now, and taking action, what do I want to do about this now? And what do I want to do about this now? And so that's what I want you to think about right now is this. We're not saying failure is for success. We're learning what it looks like to walk with failure, to walk with fear, to walk with pain. Right now, we have now. We're striving for our dreams, our ambitions, our future of where we want to be going. And we have the now. And the now comes with different scenarios. It's the good. It's the gratefulness. It's the magic that we find in the now. And the now also comes with pain. That's the duality. That's the how, how do we even experience and know what success feels like without the failure. We have to learn how to walk with the two. We have to learn how to walk with the two. And learning how to walk with the two, we become stronger and stronger to keep walking, to keep walking. And eventually, as long as you just keep walking, instead of just kind of allowing there to be resistance from trying to avoid fear, to just be like, I will walk because I have the question of what do I want to do about this now? And I have faith that I'm going to be able to figure it out, that I can sit with the pain the water's cold. I know that the water's cold, but I can swim in cold water because I've done it before. And how I know that I can keep swimming in water is contemplation and introspection. I can ask myself, what do I want to do about this now? Who have I become from this moment now? What have I learned from this lesson now? And sometimes it's that, that learned lesson's not going to come to you in the moment now, but you can still ask yourself, what do I want to do about this now and keep walking and keep going? And keep just being in the now, being in the now, knowing, having the, the faith and the belief and the just keeping connected to the dream, to the vision, not letting it go in the wind. Not unplugging from it either as well too, because you feel like you have a fear that you can't handle it anymore. You feel discomfort. You're like, I'm going to unplug. I don't want to feel this discomfort anymore. Nope, 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 not for me. And then you unplug, yet there's still this discomfort. In the, I'm not there yet. There's this dissatisfaction. It's a small voice in our head sometimes, but it's there. 
a lot of it. So I want to end day two with talking and just asking you the question is what's your next level? What's your next step of courage? What's your next cold water that you're a little bit of, I was about to say a little bit of scared, a little bit afraid to jump into? Just answer it and just know that you can. And what's your next step of the now to take courage for? Or to walk with courage for? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Sometimes I do go back to these. I'm like, you just made a sentence that does not make sense, Katie. (laughs) So guys, that's all I have for you for day two. Um, Tomorrow will be day three, the final day. And it'll be at 11 a.m. in the morning be a morning time one. Um, and we're going to be talking about the white wolf, the archetype there. Um, I do want to right now, I'm going to cut this off. If you feel complete, we're good. No more information. I am going to be talking quickly about, uh, it's not a new program. It's the same program, um, that's coming shortly and it's called invested the resolution rebellion. So in this masterclass, we've been talking a lot about taking action, about living in the now, of finding success, of reaching for our goals, of keeping alive our ambitions, of walking with failure. And this invested resolution rebellion is the step-by-step program that I teach you of the way to do this, how to do this. But it's the, remember when I said that there's different questions of how do I do this and the how of the context of you're asking, how do I do this for me versus the how of actual tangible results that you can get. This is the how that's the tangible results. This is the program that it's, when I was talking about this information and, and figuring out, okay, well, well, how do I not have how questions anymore? It's, can I start to build a plan in place that I don't have to question myself anymore. I don't have to overthink anymore. I sit there and I contemplate what is, what do I want in this, in this next year? And I create a plan and I walk with that plan. Then I have learned lessons in that plan. I'm, I'm into, I'm so intentional with learning my lessons. That's a, that's a strategy that we learn in this program as well, too. We have strategies around taking learned lessons, figuring out the learned lessons, like really making them land and like not just saying I should be doing this better. It's, it's no, it's, it's looking at where the pain in our life in the past year or so, where this pain happened. We're looking back in hindsight at these and saying, okay, we're going to start making building blocks on these pains. We're going to start extracting the gold from them, extracting the lesson. And instead of just having 2024 be just another year of striving for these goals, just kind of another like 2023 didn't happen. There's a blank slate. We're going to go now. We're going to utilize 2023 as a building block. As we're going to come from here, we're going to set a really good foundation of what did 2023 give you. Get insight from that. Real, real insight, real tactical, tangible insight that you can start to you instead of just going from it's new year, let's start again. We're going to have, we're going to power up our new year by being really tactical about looking back in hindsight in 2023. And then we're going to start to actually make a legitimate plan for your entire 2024. 
something that allows us to take action, be in the now at the same time too, and stop the overthinking, the questioning yourself. We're asking ourselves, we're putting into a plan that's in place, that's the best that we've got. And then we're going and taking action and we're holding ourselves accountable through it. And then we're learning and we're pivoting and you're going to learn that process as well too. And so this program is starting on January 24th. And for those that are in the Alpha Masterclass, I have a special price point for you. Um, so right now, the in total price point for Invest with the Resolution Rebellion is going to be five twenty three, but for five twenty four, sorry, five twenty four. So it's twenty four twenty twenty four, five twenty four. But for those that are in Alpha Masterclass, you can have it for three twenty four, um, and this offer will be valid until. Let's say next Monday. So I just want to talk about that. Get the conversation started. Let me know what your questions are about Invest with the Resolution Rebellion. There will be more information coming out. Um, but otherwise, I would love to have you. Um, this is one of my favorite programs that have just made the biggest difference in my, my life is doing this type of work of having this level of intentionality of really focusing in on the badass version of me, the one that like gets the things done, the boss version of me, the one that kind of combines the one that the badass and then the goddess version of me, the goddess is the one, if you don't know what the goddess, the badass and the boss is, that's okay. Um, we'll talk about that in the program, but this is the program that really helps me fine tune my badass and my boss so that my goddess can just really live and enjoy and love on life. Um, so guys, that's all I have for you for tonight. Um, I will see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. All right. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.